Central Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. Well, let me begin by wishing each and every one of you a happy and a blessed New Year. We're glad to be joining you here again tonight, the first Sunday of 2007. And uh, we trust already that God has given you a good week, and we certainly hope that God has given you a good day of worship. We hope that you are in the Lord's house today. What better place to be to begin the year than in God's house in worship of Him? We want to thank you for joining us tonight here in this radio broadcast entitled Transforming Lives. If you've listened to this broadcast before, we thank you for tuning in again. If you're a first-time listener, we hope that you'll be blessed by tonight's program. We're a radio ministry coming to you live from WHKW Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, and this program is brought to you via the Biblical Counseling Institute. Each week, one of four pastors takes turns sitting in this hosting chair for the program. I'm Pastor Dunn, and I am joined tonight by my friends, Pastor Gus Supan, Pastor Joe Propri, who is the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, Pastor Armin Tiffey and his wife, Kathy. Happy New Year, folks. Thank you. Happy New Year. Good to be back. We have uh, missed seeing each other here over the course of three or four weeks, and um, we're glad to be reunited uh, here tonight as we begin the program. For those who are listening, we want you to know that this is a, a radio program which we believe is a real opportunity that you have each week to call in to gain the wisdom of a multitude of counselors for your particular situation. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, fear, marriage troubles, family problems, or other issues of life, we would invite you to call us that we might try and help you through the Word of God. Tonight, in light of the new year, we want to specifically address the issue of time and biblical priorities. And so we would ask uh, tonight, Christian friend, are you using your time correctly? As we stand at the threshold of a new year in 2007, we can also look back to 2006, and it's not bad to take a spiritual inventory to see how you used your time. Someone has said that the the way that we use our days becomes the sum total of our lives. And so it's, uh, we think, a good opportunity for us to think about biblical priorities. Do you struggle with laziness? Do you struggle with procrastination? Do you struggle with just wasting time? I think all of us in this studio tonight Uh, can say that we've uh, struggled with those things and maybe even continue to struggle those things with those things. So if if that's the case and you think we might be able to help you, we invite you to give us a call tonight. And the local number is 216-901-0933. And then we do have a toll-free number, and that is 888-677-9673. And we're glad to be able to offer any callers tonight a uh, free gift. Some have said, isn't a gift always free? And not not sometimes. There are times when a gift isn't always free. Some strings attached. <laughs> That's <sometimes>. right. <laughs> but this gift is free, and it's the Bible Promise Book, and it is available to those who will call. We have had a generous uh, donation of these books made to this particular radio ministry, and we're glad to be able to, to offer those to you. So for any callers tonight, Uh, We are offering the Bible Promise Book. So let's talk about time tonight and see what the Bible has to say to us about the matters of time. Why is it important for us to look at the Bible? Because the Bible can help us make sense of the time that we have 
and the Bible helps us to make sense of the responsibilities that we have for the time given to us. We turn to the Bible because it's God's Word. We turn to the Bible because God's Word can help you. That's why we invite you again to call us here at the station with any spiritual questions or struggles which you may be having, especially, but not solely, over this matter of time and biblical priorities. And we'll do our best at guiding you through God's Word, and if we can't answer you on air, we'll try to do so off air. And so again, please feel free to call us, the number 216-901-0933, and the toll-free number 888-677-9673. We've had calls as far away as uh, Virginia, and we know that we're heard all the way up into uh, a good region or a portion of Canada, and so that toll-free number is available for those who are out of the calling area. Or you can even email your question to us at transforminglives at yahoo.com, and we can try to address it later on and um, get back to you online. At the start of this new year, it's good for us to consider if our time in 2006 was well spent. Someone has rightly asked this question. How would you like to spend two years making phone calls to people who aren't home? Sound absurd? According to one-time management study, that's how much time the average person spends just trying to return phone calls to people who never seem to be in. Can you imagine? Not only that, we spend six months waiting for the traffic light to turn green. I can attest (laughs) to that. Yes, it does. And another eight months reading junk mail. Not me. me. I pitch it. (laughs) (laughs) These unusual statistics should cause us to do some time evaluation. Once we recognize that simple life maintenance can chip away at our time in such huge blocks, we will see how vital it is that we don't busy ourselves in vain. You know, the psalmist talks about that in Psalm chapter 39. And he says in verse 4, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days, that I may know how frail I am? And then in verse 6, Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in vain. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. Psalm 39 gives us some perspective. In David's uh, complaint to God, he said, You have made my days as handbreadths, and my age as nothing before you. What David means is that to an eternal God, our time on earth is brief, and he doesn't want us to waste it. When we do, we throw away one of the most precious commodities given to us. Each minute is an irretrievable gift, an unredeemable slice of eternity. Sure, we have to make the phone calls, and we must wait at the light, but what about the rest of our time? Are we using it to advance the cause of Christ and to enhance our relationship with him? And so the question tonight at the beginning of 2007 is this, is our time well spent? Is our time well spent? So in light of the new year, what are some of the things that you find as you counsel with people that people are tempted to waste their time on, as the psalmist tells us not to do? We are finding that we are tempted to waste our time on some things. And what things do you find that um, people are tempted to waste their time on. I think the the, the biggest one in, in our culture today is uh, television. Mm. Uh, people uh, get in front of it and they forget they're there. They be, they become, uh, uh, some people use the word addicted to it, mm. others a stronghold. But I think the television and uh, just sitting down and being a couch potato and, and it, uh, it just eats away at, at that time that's given to us. 
you know, Gus, the the uh, st- some statistics that I have here last year, the average American spent about one thousand six hundred hours watching television in a year. Hmm. In most American homes, the TV is on for an average of seven hours a day, and most watch more than four hours of TV each day, or twenty eight hours per week. By the end of the year, that that adds up to two months of solid, nonstop television viewing. All, all that in view of the fact that uh, it's called a wasteland. Mm. <laughs> and there's not much, not much good on there. Not um, only do we have the TV, but then now we have the game systems that we're constantly battling against <laughs> with our children wasting time on that. And even, even adults are adults? involved sure. in the games. Oh, yeah. Well, they are kind of fun, but we just have to be sure that we're not wasting too much time on those. Kathy, you're referring to the games on TV, the internet. uh, Right, the Nintendo. Nintendo. Now we have the Wii and all these. Xbox. Xbox. Xbox, Yeah. Which, you know, makes me think that we we tend to waste time on things that we enjoy, Uh things that are fun. Uh It's silly to waste time on things you don't like. So <laughs> it's things that give you pleasure, <laughs> things that help you to escape. Right. Those are the things that people uh, tend to waste a lot of time on. Um, you know, we can certainly substitute the best for the good, can't we? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we do that in the matters of our, our time. I, I guess like an idol, we can waste our time on almost anything. You know, we can have an idol out of out of almost anything. Almost anything can be a time waster for us. So... It's good for us to to sort of take a look and see, well, what? how am I using my time? Is this helping me to advance the kingdom of Christ? Is this helping me to look more like Christ um, as, I, as I work on those things? And is this keeping me from doing what God, the responsibilities God wants mm. me to be doing? Mm-hmm. And, and we maybe... can waste time going out. A lot of women go out shopping and spend the day out shopping, and that keeps them away from the house and having to do the responsibilities that need to be done at home. Mm-hmm. They're out wasting time. Mm-hmm. I think an overriding question is, why do they waste time? Uh, are you are you trying to avoid things you need to do or relationships you, you should be developing or church that you should be at? Why mm-hmm. do you find yourself gravitating to these pleasurable things that, that uh, consume you? Mm-hmm. And that I think that's a question that we should address. Why do you think we struggle with uh, the wasting of time? You've mentioned uh, avoidance. Sure. Right? That's what we could call avoidance. We're trying to avoid the things that we don't want to do. or the th- And, Kathy, you mentioned in the matters of responsibilities. Sometimes it's easier for us to say, well, my time just got taken away from me, and I just didn't get a chance to get to that responsibility. But haven't you found that we do, ultimately, we do what's important to us? Right, usually that's the the way oh, it it happens. Absolutely. What are some other reasons that people uh, struggle with wasting time? Well, I think that do we really realize how valuable time is? It makes me think. You in the beginning read from a portion of a psalm that talked about you know teaching us to number our days mm. and. We we just I don't think we realize how valuable time is. Mm. This morning in our own um, <clears throat> worship service, um, I, I spent some time preaching through um, 
exegeting Psalm 90 and framed it around uh, the verse that Moses gives to us in verse 12, so teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And one of the things I think, um, and I say Moses here because this psalm is attributed to Moses, and, and one of the things that we, uh, we see here is that we have to be taught how to use time. Yes. We, have to, we have to know uh, what does the Bible tell us in this matter of uh, using time, and, and it's significant. Uh, I mentioned this morning that Calvin points out that some translations render this phrase as to teach us to the number of our days. In other words, the idea there that retains the purpose of the prayer, but the phraseology adds to it by giving implication that we all need to be taught by God until the very end of the number of our days, mm-hmm. especially in this matter of, of uh, the issue of time. And we need to be taught because we're finite creatures who do not understand the full measurement of time when it comes to the matter of our own lives lived in the confines of time. Have you ever heard C.S. Lewis's quote that he, he, um, he believes that we struggle with time and time either goes too fast or time goes too slow? Mm-hmm. Because we're not, we were created to be eternal, and we're not used to being in the confines of time. Have you ever read that? Yeah. I like that. That, that's that's good. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, you know, when we think that astronomers can measure the distance of the moon from the Earth, mathematicians can calculate numbers to the point of infinity, scientists can measure and harness the power of the atom, but the Bible tells us that we cannot measure correctly the brevity of our own lives hmm. without first being taught. So in other words, this isn't something that's going to come naturally that's ex- to the majority of us. We have to learn how that's to do exactly this. exactly right. How, how long is the vapor? The Bible tells mm. us that life is yes. but a vapor. Mm-hmm. How long is that And in, in, in comparison to those statistics you just gave us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if you could bear with me for a moment, I've given a little bit of thought to um, some theological underpinnings for the problem, and I was just— just meditating on the fact that uh, to God, time is absolutely nothing. He is eternal. There was no time. And when you think about it, you recognize that time itself is a creation of God. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I want to say it this way, although I haven't read it anywhere, but it's, it's in my head and see what you guys think, that time was created by God as, as a useful tool to be able to work his plan that is made before time. And so once he creates time and the creation, then he can fill out his plan, fulfill his plan, Mm -hmm. according to the time that he has arranged it. And you know how God is with time. He is always, we call it always on time, which is nonsense for him because there's no time for him. But he's always on time, always does uh, perfectly according to his plan. You know, the scriptures talk about Jesus came in the fullness of time. Mm -hmm. And this is all a precision thing for God. Now the the underbelly of this is that uh, we were created, we were created also uh, to exist in this time frame in the image of God, and work with Him in the fulfillment of His plan. But note this: since the fall, human beings are in rebellion against God. We're not interested in manifesting God. We're not interested in being like God, and so we have an inherent rebellion against being faithful to the use of time mm. it's it's not just we need to be taught you see what i'm saying it's not just uh, we need a little bit of help here and there mm. there's a fundamental rebellion in us 
to be good time managers, using time wisely, yep. and and glorifying God in the use of that time. And I think that's the fun. His hands. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it 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 sort of Joe goes to that matter of our rebellion because we want to be the masters of our own destiny, don't we? We want to be in control. We and and I think it, was, it goes back to First John three four that that all of our sin is rooted in rebellion, mm-hmm. all of it. So it it's a calling that we we are challenging ourselves as well as the listening audience to recognize that this matter of prioritizing and wise use of our time is is a calling that helps us in the very redemption we've been given mm. by Christ. It's mm. it's a part of the sanctification that's needed in right. us. To, to be wise in the use of it's not an area that we can just say well so so times this times that you know I'll get to it another day fiddle d you know that kind of thing from the movie Gone with the Wind but uh, no that's a part of a significant part of our Christian growth right and you know I think that that gives hope for those yeah. who struggle with being able to uh, lay out their time or their priorities because we we don't have to say well I'm just not that kind of a person. Right. I'm not an organized person, or I'm not good at time management, so I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. That's not my gift. Right. Yeah. When it when it's our when it's everybody's responsibility. Right. In this, and there is in hope in that that yep. you know even though I'm not good at that, I can learn it. Right. I can under I can God can help me. Right. Have victory in this area. You know, it's like anything else, Kathy. That uh, some of us are very gifted in some aspects of of uh, reflecting what Christ is like. Some people are naturally organizers or planners or whatever. Some aren't. Yes. But whether we all are or not, wherever we're lacking Christ-likeness, we're called to raise up to that standard. So in some areas it might be quite easy and others might be difficult, but we can't beg off on those. We must work on those areas where someone else has it easy and they're working on something else. Right. Well, speaking of the matters of time, We are under the confines of it, even on this radio broadcast, and we want to take a break now and would encourage you to to listen through uh, the break as you hear and um, call into this program tonight to speak with us that we might give you help from God's Word again. The number 216-901-0933, the toll-free number 888-677-9673. Remember that we have that offer of the gift to you the Bible promise book for every caller. Our program ends just before 8, so call in before then, and please stay tuned till after the break. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. 
So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment? The Christian development class is geared for all ages? Or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger, and another who struggled with worry, all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back again to Transforming Lives as a radio broadcast hosted by pastors and a pastor's wife, um, many of us certified counselors through the National Association of Newthetic Counselors coming to you as a ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute, and we're here to try to help guide you through the Word of God and the spiritual struggles and situations of life which you may be facing. And again, we do invite you to call so that you can speak with us at 216-901-0933, uh, the toll-free number, 888-677-9673, and we would be happy to try and give you aid and counsel through God's Word, 216-901-0933, and the, lo- the uh, toll-free number, 888-677-9673. And as you call in tonight, we have a, an offer to you to give you a gift, uh, the Bible Promise Book. And we would be glad to do that for those who call tonight. We're speaking uh, tonight specifically about time and having biblical priorities. And um, one of the things that we just concluded with, I think, uh, Joe, in, in answer to this question, is there a biblically-based root issue in our struggle with wasting time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think we determined that probably the biblically-based root issue of, of this matter of our struggle with time is rebellion. It's, it is. Yeah. And the more I think about it, um, the more I'm convinced I, I hit something there, and it, it's yeah. it's a taproot. We're we're um, anything that God has designed us to be or fulfill or whatever. Uh, our sinful nature is the total opposite of that. We're enmity enmity against that, and uh, it's a struggle to overcome that. It's a struggle to even acknowledge it, even after we get saved, where we're not quite like we should be, or what else we need to work on. We just we just resist that. It's yeah. natural, and we must uh, fight that and allow the Holy Spirit yeah. to renew our minds from Scripture, and then um, and then move us forward by the grace of God. Yeah. So it's it's really as we begin the new year, and we sit around this uh, table in the studio at the beginning of 2007. It's really a serious issue that we're mm-hmm. talking about in the matters of the use of our time, because if if it does go to rebellion, then it goes to First John three four. Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And those, all, all sin is rebellion. Let me suggest uh, a little plug here for a moment, because uh, our program is designed to help 
the average believer recognize the wealth of resources that the Scriptures are, that they're totally mm-hmm. sufficient to give us everything we need to live life godly, uh, as it says in Second Peter 1.3. And that means to renew our minds about time. How do we how do we handle life? Do do we handle it in a responsive way that brings about depression or worry, anxiety? All the issues that people go to counseling for, the Bible addresses. And I'm going to suggest that one of the best investments of time our listeners could uh, use is to take one of our counseling training classes mm-hmm. through BCI, where we help you renew your mind from Scripture mm-hmm. about problems, about life, about time, about how we think, etc. It's it's uh, remarkable what the Scriptures can do for us in that regard. And, mm-hmm. and people, uh, we'd encourage you to tune into our website, www.bci-ohio.com. Or call us at the station, and we will be happy to point you toward the, the locations where we're going to be at. We may be near you, hosted by a local church, offering counseling training. And it's not just to make you a counselor for somebody else. It's for you, too. Right. It disciples you. Right. So I want to encourage you to invest time wisely, mm-hmm. and that's one way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And maybe we want to clarify with our audience out there that— uh, when we're talking about uh, time, and uh, we're not talking about not wasting time and so forth, we're not talking about uh, let's just <laughs> have a power pack schedule right. and just pack everything in That's right. and be stressed out and pressure uh, put added pressure upon ourselves. There is a time as, as well for relaxation. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's no sin in that. Jesus says to his disciples, come apart. Come apart, or you'll Be- come apart. Before you come Not apart. Not fall apart. <laughs> Not fall That's apart. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as, as we, uh, you start the program 2007, and we know that everybody starts off the year by making New Year's resolutions. Um, I make one I've never broken ever since I started making it, and that is not to make any New Year's resolutions. Um, but I, I, I wonder how many people, after hearing what we're talking about now, in their New Year's resolution have thought about this rebellion issue with their time mm. and what they might resolve in 2007 mm-hmm. to do relative to that sin mm-hmm. in time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Gus, I, I've struggled over the years with different kinds of resolutions and wasted time making them and trying to keep them. So <laughs> this year I thought I'd make a resolution that I knew I would keep. And so I'm I'm going to be putting on a few pounds this year. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't think I'll have trouble <laughs> with that. <laughs> but, you know, there's a time for anything, isn't there? There's a time there? for, putting, a time on. for yeah. putting it on, taking it off. Yeah. There's a time for... Why don't, why don't you study. see Armin for some counsel? Yeah. <laughs> Armin, why don't you talk to us That's about the what the Bible says? About, right? Yeah, please. Yeah, time for, yes. time please. for any kind of thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, yes. if you would. Sure. Verses 1 through 8. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, 
and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Mm. What a great passage, a familiar passage to the uh, reference of time that we find there. And and what, what we need to tell people tonight and what, frankly, we need to remind ourselves of tonight is that our use of time really is a spiritual issue. And it has everything to do with it being a spiritual issue. The Bible speaks very often of time and our proper use of it. One interesting word study to consider is the phrase in the King James Version, we find it in due season. In the newer translations, it's said in the course of time or in due time. And it's a good study to show us the importance that the Bible places on the matter of time and our use of it, and also God's sovereignty over it. And and I would encourage uh, folks listening tonight, that's a, a good study to do as you think about the matters of, of uh, time. So what else do you uh, think, just before our next break, the scriptures tell us about time? Well, I'm, I'm immediately reminded of Ephesians 5 uh, because it, it's been a, a verse that's convicted me often. And uh, in uh, chapter 5, let me see here, it's, uh, I don't want to take it out of the context, but um, he says, oh, I'm in chapter 4, that's why I can't find it. Here we go. Don't participate in the fruitful, unfruitful works of darkness, but instead even expose them, for it's disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they're exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Mm -hmm. Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, Mm -hmm. because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord Mm -hmm. is. And so uh, the Holy Spirit tells us through the Apostle Paul there uh, that we need to make the most of the time that God gives Mm us. And the reason is not just because... um, we can video record a program to watch it later, although that's that could be helpful. But it's because the days are evil. It's mm-hmm. because the times that we live in, and mm-hmm. it's true today as it was then, that there is the work of the redemption of the of the whole creation. You might say the advancement of the kingdom uh, that that needs to happen. And uh, what are we doing about that? Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're mm-hmm. called to live as light in the midst mm-hmm. of darkness. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, those of us who, let's say, though it's not me, play video games all the time. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even own one of those systems. But uh, people who do that, I'm not against that. But ask yourself, what are you doing about the darkness? Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. making the most of the time That's to right. redeem the time right. mm-hmm. that God has given you? What has God given you to do right. to be a part of the solution to the problem? Mm-hmm. Right. Let's come back to that issue, especially the matters of redemption, um, after our break, and we want to encourage you to continue to listen in to the broadcast tonight as we try to help guide you through the matters of God's Word and this important, and we can say now, this spiritual issue of the use of our time. We would encourage you to call in if you have a question, a comment, something that we can help you with. The Bible Promise Book is a gift to you for any that call tonight, and I'll just give you those numbers, 216-901-0933. And the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. Please stay tuned till after the break. We'll look forward to talking more as you return.
Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. We want to welcome you back once again and hope that you're finding this program informative tonight. We would again invite you to call into the station to ask your question at 216-901-0933 or 888-677-9673. And we have a free gift for those that call tonight, the Bible Promise Book. And I'm glad to welcome a caller from South Euclid. Ray is calling into the broadcast tonight. Ray, good evening. Yeah, my cell phone's breaking up. Your cell phone's breaking up? Okay, I can hear you now. Okay. How are you, Ray? Okay. What can we do for you tonight? Well, it's uh, I've gone through a long history of uh, breaking through a lot of bad things in my life, but I've pretty much broken to the top here. Like, first, say, you're chipping your way up to the top, you know? <laughs> Anyways, well, to get past all that, then, um, yeah, I sort of met this girl, and uh, I'm not real familiar with her, but I met her a few times at her job, and uh, I have been giving her gifts on and off here. It's just about the third time here now. And I feel it's I just kind of give the gift and then let God take over, you know. I just wonder what you thought of that there. You're trying to determine as to whether or not you should have a continued relationship with her? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, I kind of like touch and go right now, you know, real gentle and, you know, not forceful or, you know. Uh-huh. Is she a believer? Um... Uh... Is our caller a believer, too? 
I think we may have lost. You still them. there, Ray? Oh, hello. You're coming in. You're breaking in and out there, uh, uh, Ray. Uh, two questions to ask: Are are you a born again believer? Yes. Okay. And is this gal that you're interested in a, a born again believer? Um, I'm not sure. She might be, and you know, it's possible. And then, then again, I don't know. You know. Well, that that's certainly one of the things that uh, you're well, going you're going to want to be sure of before you progress right. any farther. I don't mean to interrupt. It just seemed the whole thing was that I was just led to her. It almost seemed like I was seen right through her, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, be careful about this so-called being led. Uh, we Make sure that the that it's not contrary to the Word of God. The Word of God, Ray, talks about not being evenly yoked with unbelievers. Right, I understand that yeah. part. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, you may be familiar, but I'm wondering if you're putting that in the equation. You know, we... We start we start a relationship. If we're not certain that that person uh, is a Christian, uh, it could lead us down uh, a path of uh, a slippery slope that, that might be difficult to unravel later on. So early on in relationships, I think it's it's uh, I think the Lord wants us to make that assessment um, in right. conversations or what have you. Uh, there should be more of a certainty in your voice regarding that. Right. Well, and the issue there too, Ray, is is as a protection because right. uh, the more our hearts get involved in the matter, the more emotion, oh, no. and the more emotionally attached we become. Mm-hmm. It that you know it becomes even more difficult if that spiritual uh, union is not there. Then there there can't really be any kinds of other um, kinds of attractions that you're speaking of or relationships that you're thinking of. So that's why we're headed in that uh, direction. Uh, well, uh, have you? Hear me? Go ahead. Oh, I just seen. I don't know. I just. I, I. I know who. It seems like I could read a face, you know, pretty well. And it just seemed like I seen something in her that was special. That's all. I. That's what led me to her pretty much. I wanted to reward it for you. Have you? Uh, have you uh, talked to your pastor about this at all? And. Uh, uh, no, I. Um, not really. No. Do you think might, that might not be a good idea for you to do? I mean, that's that's I think why God establishes the church so that that we can have uh, this leadership, uh, spiritual leadership that we need, and the the best place is to get it as close to to where we live, and that is uh, the the church that we attend. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm supposed to be moving to the west side, and she lives over there somewhere, and I live. I'm right now. I'm temporarily on the east side, you know, but I'm trying to establish myself on the west side. You see. Well, and maybe what you could do, Ray, is invite her to church mm-hmm. and no, I, see how she responds to that. Mm-hmm. Right. It really wasn't out of my plans, really, you know. Ray, I intended on joining with her, really, you know, at, at a given time, you know. Ray, let me—this is Joe this time. Let me uh, just suggest that it's quite possible that when you saw her or looked at her and you're reading faces that right. there is something special about her and— and it could be the Holy Spirit leading you in some kind of way, but the scriptures, yeah, that, the scriptures, I that. yeah, Ray, the that's scriptures. What I believe. That's what I'm. What led me to her, you know. The I believe that could have happened. Yeah, listen, Ray. Though, uh, hang on for a second. The scriptures okay. though give you the parameters for how you would uh, become involved, and so. Well, I'm not really. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm not really getting totally involved. I don't. My feelings are not. Completely, you know, 
I'm not yeah. getting all revved up, in other words. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's you, good. You, yeah, you, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with this. You know, I'm just playing it little by little, you know. Well, that's what, what we want to, I think we would agree to suggest that you avoid the giving of gifts kind of thing, normally speaking, that would give the indication that you have a, uh, an interest in her beyond uh, the, what's what God would permit at this point. Probably the interest, if there's any leading of God here, would be here's a special person that needs to know Jesus. Mm. And just like any other woman would, and and maybe God is singling out her to you in this moment temporarily to say, do what you can to introduce her to Christ. Invite her to church. Talk to her about spiritual things, but don't pursue the relationship that would lead in some kind of a romantic or affectionate kind of way at this point, or you'll be down that slippery slope Gus talked about and heading toward danger. Right. This is uh, this is another thing I did, too. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I also um, haven't drawn for years, you know. I really haven't drawn a picture for years. And actually what I did was I drew a picture of Jesus, and I put, like, uh, I want you on it. And I had the finger like Uncle Sam, you know, on it. Cool. And I handed her a copy of one of my pictures, see. What did she think of that? I couldn't get to her that day. I had her sister give her flowers in that picture with it. And then the second time, I just came up there from today, and, uh, you know, her sister seemed to have a smile on her face, though, you know. It seemed like a pretty sincere smile, like things were working. I don't know. You know, Ray, it's it's good to look at those indicators that you're you're talking about, right, face, right. facial expression and so forth. But the most—our counsel would be to you tonight that there are— biblical indicators and qualifiers that we can look for in potential mates and so right. forth. And, um, and and maybe to help you with that, we want to just uh, keep you on the line here. And okay. our, our uh, uh, producer out there will uh, take down your uh, name and address, and we'd be glad to give you this Bible promise book. Okay, that'd be great. Okay. And we're I know I'm going to fall apart there. Good. We're, we're, we want to thank you for calling Transforming okay, Lives tonight. Okay, have a happy New Year, Ray. Good night, Ray. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless. We just, uh, before this other break, want to get back to uh, this the uh, idea that the Scriptures tell us that time is a limited commodity given by God, and it is to be used wisely, especially for those of us who are born again. Uh, Joe, we were just talking there at the very end of the last segment about redeeming our time and yes. the, the ideas of redemption. First Peter four three says, "For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, mm-hmm. living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry." The idea of this matter of redeeming time is to that Christ redeems us that we might buy back the time as well, that we might live our uh, lives, uh, that God would teach us to number our days, that we would live them correctly, that we would live aright. And this idea of not living in rebellion against God means that we're going to be giving all of our time to him. You know, it used to be churches that I've uh, grown up in, and still uh, we have a tendency to sing this hymn today, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. Uh, And and this, I think this is the idea, too, in the matters of our time. We just, we can't be stingy about this issue of time. I don't know that anybody stands before the throne of God when they enter into eternity and they're disappointed because they've spent too much time mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. serving Christ. Right. I, I would think that the starting point for redeeming the time is what the Lord has asked us to do. Seek first yes. the kingdom Good. of heaven That's right. and his righteousness, right. and all of this thing's time yep. will be given unto you. Yep. And I think what we need to consider, when as far as time is concerned, uh, this is January, probably a majority of pastors are talking on stewardship. Mm. And time is a uh, 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 part. Of, you heard of the right. three, the three uh, T's of, of stewardship: time, talent, and, and treasure. treasure. You know, and time is one of them. And our time, our the management of our time, is under the stewardship of God. And uh, we need to be bring our time under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romans chapter fourteen and verse twelve says, "So then." Each of us will give an account of himself to God, mm. an account for of what? Mm-hmm. Our stewardship, mm-hmm. which includes the management of our time. Mm-hmm. Time is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a gift from God. That's exactly right. And, mm-hmm. and so then if we think about this now, and, and, and perhaps we're helping people to see maybe for the first time <laughs> that this is a spiritual issue for them, mm-hmm. then, then if, it's spir- if it's a spiritual issue, and it is, we're going to be responsible to God for our time. And if it is a gift, and it is, the more we have been given, the more responsible we'll be for it. Uh, Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And that's exactly going along with, uh, uh, Armin, what you have just given to us in the matters of our responsibility in the issue of time. You know, it just gave me another thought that um, this could be a, a very hopeful message to someone listening uh, who's struggling with a problem, such as, say, the, the, the fellow who wastes a lot of time uh, watching pornography, mm. uh, whether it's on the Internet or, or wherever it might be, a Christian fellow, maybe somebody listening right now and saying, I struggle with that, and I am guilty about that. I know it's a difficult issue. But maybe you haven't thought about it not only as the sin factor, but the use of your time factor mm-hmm. and acknowledging that uh, God wants you to use your time wisely and not, you know, certainly mm-hmm. that's a waste of time. It's more wicked than video games, certainly, mm-hmm. but it's still a time issue also. Mm-hmm. And if you would put on that, if you would focus on on what does God want me to do with my time, then it's a bigger issue of stewardship to God than just I'm fighting porn and I got this problem. So think about it as a time mm-hmm. issue as well, and you may receive additional strength. Mm-hmm. And also as an issue of is what, is what I'm doing with my time glorifying mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think of 1 Corinthians 10.31, where it says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, mm-hmm. do all to the glory of God. Yeah. Amen. Well, we want to continue this discussion right after our next uh, break, and we would encourage you to... Uh, hang in there and and, and listen as um, we anticipate coming back to be able to share a few more things with you at the beginning of this new year on the matters of time. If you're interested in calling us, you just have a few minutes to do so, but we'll give the numbers 216-901-0933 and the toll-free number 888-677-9673. This is Transforming Lives. Stay tuned until after the break. The 
Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. As our parents are aging, do you ever wonder who will take care of them? Do you struggle with providing care for your parents or a loved one as they grow older? Home Instead Senior Care can help. They specialize in taking care of seniors in their own homes. In fact, Home Instead Senior Care is celebrating 10 years of being the trusted source of non-medical home care in the Cleveland area. I have to tell you, folks, this is a wonderful and value-in-home service. Caregivers actually come to your home and provide assistance with light housekeeping, meal preparation, bathing, grocery shopping, incidental transportation, and so much more. At Home Instead Senior Care, the goal is to help seniors remain independent in their homes while providing peace of mind to their family. Caregivers are thoroughly trained, screened, bonded, and insured. Assistance is available 24 hours a day, every day of the year. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-942-7558 or visit the website at www.homeinstead.com, your go-to company for elder care. We're back. Uh, welcome to Transforming Lives, a radio broadcast geared at giving you guidance through the Word of God from pastors and a pastor's wife gathered together. We've been considering time. We want to conclude the broadcast by asking, is there hope for someone who has struggled with wasting time, either through procrastination or laziness, etc.? Uh, yeah, I, I think that our hope, I think I know that our, our hope is in, in the Lord in solving the problem of time. And, and I know that I started some years ago uh, beginning my day by my, my planner uh, alongside me. And as I schedule my day and look at things, I, I go to him and say, Lord, show me that uh, what's on this schedule, I want it to be your schedule. I want it to be your priorities. So I think what, we, what I would advise people to do is begin their day by praying about the the godly use of their time and re- redeem that time in mm. that way. Good. That's excellent. And isn't that the example of Jesus? It makes me think in Mark uh, chapter 1, verse 35, it says of Jesus, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Mm. Yep. And we see this example over and over with Jesus when he was amongst the crowds. You Then you'll see he went off away to a solitary place to right. pray. Right. I think two more areas of hope that we can share with, with folks as we stand at the beginning of 2007. The first is confession and repentance. Uh, if, if, if you know that God is convicting you about the matters of your time, confess it and then repent of it. Ask God to help you, and he, and he will. I, I think also Psalm 90 and verse 12, that portion of Scripture we shared at the beginning, tells us that 
there is hope, for we can be taught how to correctly use our time. The prayer there is, teach us, Lord, teach us how to live the right way, and God will certainly do that. So there is hope for us. So Christian listener, what is the right way for you to order your life, for, to, for you to be able to live under biblical priorities? Uh, Psalm 90.12 tells us that we have to realize that we have to be thought, taught to think different, differently about our time and the way that we use it. We've talked tonight about the fact that it is a spiritual issue and that we will be held responsible before God for the matters of our time. So let's ask tonight, as you begin to look ahead to 2007, is God and his kingdom your focus? Our brother tonight gave to us a great reminder from Matthew chapter 6 that we are to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto us. Or are you like the unbelievers, wasting your time on the same things that they do? Perhaps as you've listened tonight, you've realized that your struggle with time comes because you're not a Christian. The good news of the gospel is that such a wonderful relationship with God can be yours even tonight. We're thrilled to tell you that God can forgive your sin and God can make you a born-again believer. If you ask him to do so through Jesus Christ, he will. My thanks tonight to Pastor Armand and Kathy Tiffey, Pastor Gus Supan, and Pastor Joe Propri for helping in the program tonight. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn. Thank you for joining us here on Transforming Lives. May God be pleased to bless and to encourage you this week in the power of his word, and by doing so, hold you close to himself. Please join us again next week at the same time for this live call-in program, Transforming Lives. Thank you for listening tonight. We pray God's blessing upon you. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio.